1: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
2: This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at, at Inc.com. or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. All right. I think we're back. Uh, I think Matt's got it fixed. Well, hopefully. Uh, this is Computer Talk with Tab. We are back, and uh, we'll do our best to get our, our, our stuff together here. It's a little hard, right, to do all this remotely. We, we've been working on it now since uh, March, and, of course, I can't see Matt. He can't see me, and, and what we hear is going to be different than whatever he's putting out there. There's all sorts of channels and stuff going on there, so I think we got it down right. Let's go right to our normal uh, process here. and. Talk about some technology news. Uh, what do you got going on in technology news there, Bob? Do you want to bring something up?
0: Yeah, I thought this one was really cool. This is a uh, CNET article on the Roadshow. Yeah. And it says, watch a robo race, self driving race car crash right into the wall.
2: Ah, <laughs> okay. uh, technology.
0: During one of the first broadcast races, things didn't go so well. One of the first broadcast races events uh, as planned for one of the teams participating, just as Acronis, and those of us in technology know who that is. Acronis
2: is a backup technology. That's the name of the car. They called it Acronis, or maybe that's a sponsor. I don't know.
0: Acronis SIT, uh, SIT's self-driving race car, was set to take off from the starting line. Right. It decided to bin itself straight into the wall. (laughs) An expensive opportunity to learn and reflect. Okay.
2: You would have thought they would have tested that. You know, hey, when we start, we, you know, us Make sure it goes straight. Okay.
0: Well, this is AI, so it's artificial intelligence. Oh, so there we it go. Thought, that explains you know, it, it. it. knew knew I know how to I know how to win this race. We'll <laughs> we'll just go right in the wall. Yeah. Right. So Wednesday's broadcast on Twitch featured the self-driving race car from the Swiss Institute and its partner Acronis, and well. Not much else after the car decided the wall was the correct trajectory. The rest of the broadcast after the team's crash largely featured commentary. The first half involved a lot of hype, but we also saw a prototype autonomous race car complete a lap around Thruxton Circuit in England, which is a massive accomplishment on its own. I guess. But those that wanted to see competition start to heat up, it didn't, ha- it didn't quite happen as no. planned. The Rover no. Race's goal is to usher in an era of self-driving motorsport where teams compete based on their technological prowess, not human drivers. Yeah. So,
2: well, their prowess is a little short. They have a
0: little video on this, so if you link to it. <laughs> short video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. It would yeah. be a little short, unless you want to listen to the hype. Yeah. But anyway, there yeah. was only two cars in the race. Oh boy. And one of them decided not to participate. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so we, Tesla last week or maybe a week now before also released an early version of its long-awaited full self-driving software, thankfully to only a limited number of customers or victims as I would describe them. Um Basically, it's a big update, and the software enables the vehicle to autom- autonomously navigate a vast majority of common roadway roadway situations. You know, right now, that the, before this update, the Tesla could park itself, like a lot of cars could. It could it could supposedly pull out of a parking space and kind of drive very slowly through the park the, the uh, parking lot over to you to pick you up. Really cool. And of course, it did the same thing that my wife's minivan does and stays in the lane um, with the. Autopilot, quote unquote, keeping you in the lane and allowing you to be at the proper distances from other cars. It's kind of like a pro, a pro cruise control is really what most companies call it, where Tesla called it autopilot. Well, now they're going to let you, if you're, if you're crazy enough to do this, let the car actually drive through intersections and more sophisticated types of driving. And, uh, there's some crazy videos out there from Ars Technica that I found that you can just, the poor guys, you know, freaking out because he had to grab the wheel many many times as the Tesla decided it would make a turn right in the um in the intersection, but not notice there was a car parked on the right side of the road and it was going to literally run into that car um, He had to do all sorts of adjustments with that so the key here is that this is still very new technology, and I think until five g becomes ubiquitous. That's a cellular technology where it's got very ultra-wide broadband. It really doesn't matter for your cell phone so much. I mean you're not going to get to watch a video any faster on your cell phone. It really matters not um, as far as I'm concerned but with 5G the broadband promise is so vast that more devices will be connected to the network and if the Tesla then instead of using lidar or cameras or guessing or whatever it's going to use it can actually use a ping from the the car next to it and say hey buddy i'm a, i'm right here don't hit me i think we'll finally have a solution to self driving uh where everyone's on the network and everything can see each other of course there'll be other issues with that as well but uh self driving in tesla is going to be you know interesting i mean there's a lot of folks that are working on it and i just i mean you know with your with your story there bob they really could have put sensors on the walls for the car so hey car don't go over here if you see that sensor but no they relied on cameras in the same Con- concepts. Oh, there's
0: programming involved. Artificial intelligence. Yeah, great.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I don't think
0: that they're quite ready. Not quite. The brains are not quite developed. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. They're not 25 yet.
2: So, uh, in other news, and that this is kind of funny. I, I was just I'm only bringing this up because I find it funny when I see the the mainstream media bring up this news. Drumroll please. Netflix is raising the price of its most popular plan to 14 whole dollars. And the, I just find it, is it really that slow of a news day if you're a TV station where you actually have to report this as news? Um, and I bring it up because, you know, imagine if, if they were nice enough to say, your cable television subscription has gone up 40 bucks today. (laughs) Congratulations. They decided to do it arbitrarily. Uh, we never saw any of those types of, uh, reports and on our, as as we continue to use the old style cable television services it became a car payment to watch tv and now netflix goes up a dollar or two and it's news everywhere guys you're renting your modem to get to your internet for this this same price so if you just bought a modem yourself to get on the internet it would pay for your netflix subscription <laughs> so it's it's just i just find it as funny and silly and there's no context you know Oh, it's gone from thirteen to fourteen dollars. Ooh! <laughs> In other news, um, maybe I'm maybe I'm weird about it, but I just think it's it's really kind of yeah, silly. But
0: you know, you're talking about it. I'm talking about <laughs> it because I just it
2: just strikes me as weird uh, why they would actually. I, I'm just a silly computer talk show. Uh, of course, you know Netflix being on the internet is is relative, but to go up a few bucks, whether you like Netflix or not, you're paying at least that for the modem to connect to your cable provider. <laughs> buy your own modem and you pay for Netflix problem solved <laughs> uh, Would you want to bring up next Bob
0: okay you guys ready to upgrade your iPhones
2: I'm sure that. well I guess they're not doing it as much as Apple would have liked Apple stock didn't go where it was supposed to go but go ahead okay. it's a little faster well little, they're not little out cooler. yet no well that's true
0: okay the iPhone 12 Pro yeah lets people who are blind see others around them that's cool a new people detection feature uh, features uses LiDAR to alert iPhone 12 Pro, 12 Pro Max and iPad Pro users how close other people are. Apple's uh, iPhone 12 Pro, Pro Max have new features for users who are blind or low vision, the ability to essentially see other people. The devices make use of the new LiDAR sensor on the back of the phones to detect how close other people are to the user, something Apple has named people detection. Very cool. LiDAR is a type of depth sensor that helps with augmented reality apps and serves as the eyes of self-driving cars. Mm -hmm. Now Apple is applying it to accessibility in an effort to help people who have vision problems better navigate the world around them. And... when uh, someone who is blind is grocery shopping for instance they'll be able to turn on people detection on their iphone twelve pro to let them know when they need to move up in the checkout line or someone walking down a sidewalk will get alerts how close people are as they pass by. Mm-hmm. People who are blind or low vision can use the feature to figure out if a seat is available at a table or on public transit. They'll also be able to maintain proper social distancing when going through health screening or security lines at the airport. Yeah. Um, just
2: imagine if you're blind and you're grocery shopping. I mean, the challenges you have, I just can't imagine it. Nowadays, I would bet your phone can even detect the aisle you're in. And the things that you're looking to buy, right? I mean, if you if you think about it, if if it can detect can detect the people, I bet you could put RFID into into grocery store prices prices and actually say, hey, you're at the you're at the uh, I don't right. know, the, the, the uh, sauce aisle, here's your, here's your here's your product. I mean, I wonder if they can get to that level. They might be even doing it, and I don't even know.
0: So uh, jumping ahead under the LiDAR sensing, the user gets feedback from people detection in four possible ways, and they can be used in any combination. All can be customized in the settings. One way to get information about a person's closeness is through an audible readout. The mm-hmm. phone will say out loud 15, 14. Thirteen and so on. When nice. it comes to feet, it gives a distance in half meters for people who choose that uh, unit of measure. Right. So it's an interesting article.
2: Very neat. Well, we'll put it out there as a link. Everything we talked about, we'll go over to computertalkwithtab.com. Mike G posts all that live for us. So we'll step out for a quick break. I'm not sure where this ra- this radio program is. I'm all messed up as far as what happened earlier. So we'll get it back on the tra- on the on the uh, rails here and get you guys some help. Feel free to get online eight hundred nine six six WTIC five two two WTIC. We're here till. 11 o'clock, and if you want to see what Bob and I dressed up for Halloween, feel free to get online over at WTIC's Facebook page. And uh, yes, we dressed up as computer geeks. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And we are going to be here till 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online on this scary Halloween morning. And... uh, Let's get right to your calls. You're nice enough to join us. Let's go to Sherry in West Hartford first. What's going on, Sherry?
3: Oh, hi, guys. Uh, thanks for taking the call. Sure. Appreciate it. Huh? Um, I have a question about, I just, I'm a Comcast uh, subscriber, mm-hmm. and I have the Norton that they have with their, you know, series. And I just got a notice um, saying that that is no longer, the Norton security is no longer going to be available through Xfinity, and they're going to go to some kind of an advanced security they mm. say is smarter and oh. more personalized for my security. Um, I have a laptop with uh, Windows 10 that we have Webroot on, yeah. but my older computer that has uh, it's a desktop and it's Windows 7 mm-hmm. has Norton security on. Yeah. it. And what do you guys think about them switching from Norton to their own advanced security system?
2: Well, again, they just this is what happens all the time with technology. You change your you change your direction. Um, so as far as, w- I can't really comment on whether or not their new security will be any good. I can tell you Windows 7 is not very secure.
3: That I know. I don't use. It. I only use it for certain things. I don't do anything that security could be compromised on that. Yeah.
2: So, I mean, it, I, as far as I'm concerned, I would tell you it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. My recommendation would always be to be responsible for your own security. And so WebRoot you've chosen is a good security tool. And then if you configure OpenDNS... Um, you won't even be using Comcast's DNS, so you'll be using a more more secure Cisco DNS by default. So whatever they do, it won't matter. Okay. Um, so if you take responsibility for your own security, you probably will be better off than if you rely on the on an internet on an internet provider.
3: And for the Open DNS, I need my own router, right?
2: Um, you can configure it even within many um, internet provided routers. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says they can default it. So if you ever have a problem, they could default the connection, and um, you have to re- reconfigure it. That's the problem.
3: Okay, okay. And the last question I have is, what is what is the VPN? What is that something? I know I've seen that on my iPhone.
2: Yeah, a VPN is a way for you to surf securely um, when you're in a when you're in a public network primarily. Mm-hmm. So when you go to an airport or if you're in a coffee shop. And you get on the uh on the network and you want to go to a, a website securely, you would first connect through a VPN and now nobody on the network in the coffee shop or the airport can see what you're doing. Oh. And so it's an important way to keep your your system protected, especially when you if you if you really had to log into your bank account, let's say, mm-hmm. while you're at the airport. Why you would do this, I have no idea. But if, <laughs> if you if you do it without a VPN, someone on the same network in the airport, which is everybody, uh, if they're a bad guy they or a bad gal, they can go ahead and do a search and see if they can find, you know, Sherry's. You know what Sherry's doing, and oh, I see Sherry's on her bank account.
3: Hmm,
4: right. To
2: capture that information, and uh, try to hack into her account later.
3: So why wouldn't everybody just leave it on VPN? Is there an, a, a disadvantage to that? Yes,
2: performance. Oh, okay. okay. So when you go to, through a VPN, you're going to greatly reduce your performance on your internet. It is more secure. There's also a negative in that you, the VPN, you have to trust as well. So the problem with VPNs they're finding in some cases is that the VPN in some cases were were using the local DNS. So people could go back and actually figure out where you were going by looking at your local DNS records from the Internet provider you were using. Um, And in some cases, when you use the VPN, that tunnel where you pop out is somebody else's servers, right? When you actually are surfing, that tunnel is now uh, where you pop out over there, you're going to use that company's VPN. I'm sorry, DNS. And you have to trust them. To right. to keep your your stuff secure, there's always a level of trust.
0: Oh, a lot of the VPN providers are also based in China. Oh,
3: have, that's a, that's wonderful.
2: <laughs> yeah, be sure you know who you're using. Yeah, that some of those free VPN providers are a big problem. We recommend I recommend Proton VPN for now. I mean, they could find they could be a problem too, um, but they're a Swiss-based company.
3: Okay. Okay. Um, well, I don't do anything um, out on public networks anyway, like that kind of stuff. So I I think that's fine. All right. Well, that answers my question. Thanks a lot for
2: the help. Oh, my pleasure. Thank Love you for the calling. Program. Oh, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, you know, security is a thing that, you know, the the more you trust it of somebody else, the less secure you are.
4: <laughs>
2: you know, uh, just like, you know, Microsoft offering its own antivirus program. That's like the fox card in the hen house, we've always said. Um, so keep in mind, you're responsible for your own security, right? So don't use the same passwords when you log logging into your to websites, consider two-factor authentication with an actual physical key. You know, a physical key. I'm going to show here on the on the camera here. Uh, if you want to go over to uh, WTIC's Facebook page, this physical key by Ubico. If this key is not plugged into my computer when I log on to websites and touch it and touch my finger to the little button on this key, when I do it, I can't get in. And guess what? The bad guys don't have this key. They could have my password all day long they still can't get into the website so adding two-factor authentication to your life with a physical key is really hard to defeat period and the more these keys are utilized through the the providers you connect to whether they be your bank or your financial institutions or what have you the more secure we'll be because you could use a password of password it wouldn't matter because without that key nobody can get into your account so keep that in mind we're going to step out for a break here at the bottom of the hour and uh, feel free to get online, eight hundred nine six six wtic 522-WTIC. Everything we've talked about has been posted by Mike G over at ComputerTalkWithTab.com or over at our Facebook page. If you like Tab Computer Systems on Facebook, it'll get into your newsfeed. if Zuckerberg deems it worthy. We'll be right back. We are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And uh, hopefully you guys can hear us on the stream. Every now and again, we have folks commenting, ah, the audio is too low. Can't hear Bob. Bob is an issue all to himself. I try to get him on the mic, but that's just something we have to keep uh, reminding him of.
0: You should be hearing me now.
2: We hear you now, sir.
0: I'm giving you my outdoor voice.
2: There it is. (laughs) And then, of course, on the stream, we're always dealing with the right levels. So hopefully you guys can hear us correctly over at WTIC's Facebook page. You'll see that Bob and I dressed up as... Computer Geeks for Halloween. Uh, let's get on your, uh, uh, onto your calls. You were nice enough to join us on this Saturday morning. We're going to go to John in Middletown first. Good morning, John. Good morning. How are you? Doing fine, sir. How are you?
5: Good, except for mm, <laughs> trying yep. to figure out whether I've got a problem with Microsoft, HP, or uh, Comcast.
2: That's a lot of question marks.
5: Yes, it is. Uh, the problem I'm having is the rotating uh, ports... IPs,
2: IP addresses, right. Uh, when you're printing I, wirelessly, for well, I've got my home is wired. Mm-hmm. I had it done years ago, mm-hmm. and uh, I
5: had a static IP for the local network, and <clears throat> they, so that we were able to print um, from the laptop wirelessly, or for any of the you know computer devices that were hooked into the network. Mm -hmm. Uh, And what's happening now is that suddenly we're losing the... uh, We we go to print, and it's saying the printer is offline. So I have to restart the printer, and that usually will take care of the the hookup. But the reason I can't pin down where it's coming from is that I think it's coming from my desktop computer, uh, as being the source internally for the uh, for the network uh, so i 'm wondering if Microsoft has changed something because it was working beautifully without any problem for years, and I would say this problem started just uh, oh maybe a month ago
2: okay so the the let 's start with the wireless printer. Right. Okay. It's it's a wireless printer with no connection to the network other than a wireless connection, correct? Uh,
5: no, actually I've got it uh USB plugged oh. into a uh, uh a port, in a on your port computer. The, All uh, right. In the home office.
2: So you're sharing it. Right. So you are on the right track. I I was concerned that you were having a, an issue with the uh self-standalone wireless printer. So you're sharing it to the rest of the folks on the network. Correct. Um And so people have to first see your system and then make sure that they can see that resource that you've made available. So, Bob, where is he going to focus to make sure that that resource is available?
0: Well, one of the first things that I think I would look at is check and see if Windows didn't turn your uh, firewall back on. So, you know, that firewall, you can check to see if it, you know, there should be uh, ports open to allow um, printers and stuff like that to work. But if your firewall is on, basically, if it's full on, nobody on the network's going to see you. You're going to be invisible to everything. So I would turn off the uh, firewall temporarily to find out if that's what's blocking it. And if so, then you've got to do something to open up those ports on the firewall.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. You, can, you can also reconfigure the printer itself right from scratch, you know, delete it from your configuration, reboot, clean, and re-add it in as a shared printer. Because uh, yes, a Windows update could have caused uh, trouble that's possible with whatever printer you have, uh, yeah
5: because when I went in and when I was checking ports um, on the uh, on the computer and the laptop because basically at this point we're down to the uh, just one laptop <laughs> unless we have visiting family, which hasn't happened much this year um, mm-hmm. you know the um, and I'm seeing that a much longer uh, number is up there for the port that is being used, and it's saying that it has migrated to this new port, Hmm. um, you know, uh, usually on the same day. And this is happening, again, sometimes even during the day, where I've got both the desktop and the laptop printing, Mm -hmm. but then all of a sudden, at one point during the day, it seems like they've changed the ports.
0: So I think what I would do is uh, you should be able to log into your printer with a web browser once you know what the port number is, what, what yep. the IP address is. Mm-hmm. And I would go in and change it from DHCP, just give it a static IP on your network.
5: Uh, yeah, that's what I had tried to do. But, again, it seems to have gone to this other. And I'm yeah, trying
2: to... and because it's shared, Bob, I don't think that makes too much. that's not going to work because it's shared off the PC via USB.
0: Well, for the IP of the,
5: uh, well, actually,
0: yeah, okay. If it's USB, no, it's it's actually
5: it's directly it's directly uh, linked to a um, not a router
2: but a switch. Oh, wait a minute! Now you're changing your whole story, John. Yeah, I, I, it's
5: hardwired is what I meant. I, I I didn't. I I think I did say USB,
2: but it's you hardwired. Did. We listen over here. We're we're geeks. We listen. That's why we're married for so long.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I used to be in the same business, but that was uh, seventeen years ago.
2: Yeah. So so you've just changed the the entire scenario. <laughs>
5: yeah, I'm sorry. It is hardwired. All right.
2: A switch so okay here's the deal now now we're back to a whole different scenario you do need to set a static IP address okay, on which that is printer what I had. yep
5: okay I had it set up static IP throughout the, uh, the whole network
2: beautiful the only problem is your router the thing that brings your modem in is most likely your DHCP device it's the thing that's handing out IP addresses to other devices right and if you have not set a reservation saying hey buddy when when you hand out devices make sure you don't hand out the same device as my printer okay okay if you haven't set that reservation it could override that printer and you may not be able to print anymore
0: or you could get two devices with the same ip address on the network which will bring everything down right the other thing you could do too is in your router set the range down because it sounds like you don't have that many people To give you a range of 50 IP addresses, then set the printer to be outside of that range.
2: Below it or above it, but I would say below it. And that way you never will conflict. That's what's happening is that static IP address. Oh, by the way, my wife just texted me with a big really question mark uh, on the listening comment, I guess. Uh, (laughs) Yes, honey. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think your whole problem stems from your DHCP how it's how it's giving out IP addresses. Set that okay. static printer. You should know that printer IP port by default. You should even once you set it statically, maybe take a piece of tape and write the IP address on the printer.
5: Right. Oh no, I've got that. I've got that uh, static IP. Um, you know, that, that's down. That, that I understand. Um,
2: maybe the reservation's not set. Do you know what that means? Then have you done that?
5: not done
2: that. There it is. Most likely it's handing out the same IP address to something else and you're going to get a conflict and then you're not going to be able to print. Also, while you're in there, John, have you set up um, OpenDNS? Okay. You should do that. If you're going to be messing around with DHCP settings in your router, make sure you set up the DNS settings for OpenDNS so that it hands out those nice secure IP addresses. It's free and uh, you'll be much safer on the network, uh, on the internet when you're surfing. So... Set up a, re- a reservation, and set up Open DNS while you're messing around with that router. Is it a router you own?
5: Uh, well, actually, there are two routers. There's the main router, which is down in my basement, which has been there for 20 years.
4: Uh-huh.
5: Uh huh. It's a one gig, uh, and it's um, and then I've got the uh, Comcast router. You know so that uh, feeds the uh, the network. The network.
2: Right. Which one? Which one is running Open uh, DNS? Uh, I'm sorry. Which one is running DHCP, or is both of them running DHCP? It's possible that both of them are running. Oh these. man, you were in the IT business, John? A long time ago. Yeah. Okay. Well, you, you can't have two DHCP servers in your network. Okay. So if you and this is a huge common faux pas that occurs, a networking faux pas that occurs all the time, where well-meaning folks in, in people's businesses say, "Oh, I'll get you some wireless access," and they bring in a router. Mm-hmm. With with wireless antenna on it, and of course that's going to hand out similar IPs to what they've already got, and it's, it produces a big mess. I suspect you might also have that running. You need to turn off DHCP on one of those devices, so it doesn't. Only one is the master that's handing out the you know, the uh, DHCP settings. It's the one that would be your quote unquote gateway.
5: It's like Highlander. There can only be one. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, again, when I do an IP config. Uh, yeah. it's showing me that uh uh you know, it 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 seems to be showing me that my local one is the
2: uh is the gateway. Well you've you've set it as the gateway. The problem is if there's another device out there that's a different gate that's a different IP address that is still handing out one ninety two one six eight one dot fifty as well, it's, those IP addresses are flying on the network and devices can receive the receive that IP address if they're set to um obtain it um, automatically, and all of a sudden, you've got a mess.
0: So you need to run the command ipconfig space forward slash all, and yep. see what the IP address of your DHCP server is, and mm-hmm. see if it's the same every time.
2: Yeah, and just make sure you know that is off on both. But I think you got a couple things going there, John. I think you've got something to do this morning.
5: Oh yes, I, I've, I've been been working on it, and I just thought that today was a good day to uh, get a second opinion.
2: Awesome. Well, we're glad you called, and hopefully, we gave you some things to look at. You definitely did.
5: Thank you so much. You're welcome.
2: Okay, bye now. All right, bye-bye. And, of course, my wife's texting me. I guess I'm in trouble in some way. <laughs> I do listen, honey, don't I? We're going to step out for a quick break, get back to more of your calls. This is Computer Talk. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And we are here till 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online on this lovely, scary Halloween morning. If you want to see what Bob and I dressed up as for Halloween, feel free to go over to WTIC's Facebook page. We are broadcasting live. Um, yes, of course, you can probably imagine we dressed up as computer geeks, and uh, we'll be happy to, to answer any questions. You want to post some stuff on the uh, on the Facebook live? Feel free to. Um, if you share the stream and post on the stream, Mark Zuckerberg might deem it worthy um, to be shared to others. We'll see. Let's get right to your calls. We're going to go to Bob in Windsor Locks next. What's going on, Bob?
6: How are you doing? Different. I'm calling about uh, cutting the cord. I know you you you've talked about it all the time. I, I I finally did it like in in June, but yeah. I I noticed I was using about 300 gig, yeah, three, three and 400. Then all of a sudden I'm up to 600. Yeah, and now I'm up to 800. I haven't yeah. done anything different. In fact, well. I've cut I've cut uh uh devices that were using it because what I did is like in my in I in my den. I I put I put my 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 switch to my to my Roku device and my TV. I, I, I put it on on the wall switch so I can shut it off when I leave the room, so it doesn't so it's not sucking up the data.
2: Wow, that's it, pretty pretty uh, harsh.
6: And well, I mean, I'm trying to find out why all of a sudden it went from 300 gig to 400 gig to 800 gig.
2: Right, because when do you start paying after a thousand gigs?
6: Uh well in fact Cox went up to twelve fifty all of a sudden you know
2: oh okay and so they'll let you it, t- to do twelve hundred and fifty gigs I,
6: I I kept my cable and I tried it out for a month actually two months it was only burning like three hundred and forty gigs It said oh beautiful I, I you know I can I can go this route and yeah. it was like three like I said it was like three forty three fifty for two months yeah and now it's now, now it's gone crazy and I, and I and I and I and I can't figure out why it's it's gone that route and yeah. now i was using uh youtube tv yeah and, and you could use nissan through youtube tv right. and now they've dropped nissan has dropped or vice versa youtube tv and they have? i can't i can't tell nissan that i use cox cable as my cable provider because it won't accept it because i don't have them as my cable provider i just have them as my internet provider and now no. i can't get cox i have to change to or whatever it is, but they don't carry CNN, and if I don't CNN, I can't please the wife.
2: <laughs> you got some problems there, kid. So I, I, I use YouTube TV. I have to double-check on your Nesson comment because I could have sworn that it's still there. Um, not,
6: not, not as of tonight.
2: That's oh, it's 31. leaving tonight?
6: Really? Gone. Wow. Because I know you're a big Nesson fan, too. That's why. <laughs> yeah.
2: We're as big as strong. I mean, the Red Sox weren't worth watching this year. Um, well, I know. But maybe next year. Yeah, maybe. That's what we always have. So on your, on your cable data consumption, you should be concerned. Um, because either your neighbor is really happy because they have your Wi-Fi password and they're streaming on your system. Um, could that be? Because if you're turned off, if you're turning off devices and you're not streaming, um, you shouldn't be consuming a lot of data. And they are these companies like cox are going are going to start charging after data is consumed, and even in my home, I've started to hit some some additional bills for data streaming only because everyone's home right they're watching they're wor- working from home they're doing school from home and and of course you're streaming TV and movies and what have you, so all that is con- is going to be increased consumption um if you're turning off streaming devices, I mean, all I could tell you is possibly somebody within your neighborhood has your Wi-Fi password and is logged into your system and is streaming on it. I mean, are you in a neighborhood that's very close by? Is your password really easy to guess?
6: No, I don't. No, I don't think my my password is easy to guess. But I'll 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 just go in and change it. Well, yeah. But the thing is, is is when I go to bed at night, I I uh I got a Roku and I go to the home. You know, I go home. I mean, as far as you can go back, and I shut the TV off. Yeah, but, but when I get if the Roku morning, is still on, if, turn on the t-
2: ha. Huh? If the Roku is still on and stream, you could still have it streaming if you don't turn it off.
6: Oh, it, it goes. It goes to the home screen, but then after a while, it 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 um it it goes to a uh 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 screensaver, okay. basically.
2: All right, so it's it's but, not streaming.
6: So I don't think it's streaming, but um, like I said. But uh, I, I use, uh, uh, well, I know one of those uh, Google Home things for white noise. You know, I listen to uh, the whatever on it, different radio yeah. stations on, on that, but I don't think that burns a lot of juice.
2: Maybe it does. You know? Maybe that fan noise is really, you know, does your wife snore, huh? Is that the problem?
6: No, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, she does, but she has she has uh, CPAP and so do I. So.
2: Uh, okay. <laughs> uh but Before yeah white too. noise any so believe it or not any kind of data coming down your network will cons- will actually consume data right so any sound any movie if you're watching movies in 4K if you choose the 4K option versus the 1080p option it's like sending a Mack truck down your uh actually, down your internet
6: 720 or whatever it is
2: even lower resolution
6: so for that reason cuz i didn't yeah. want i didn't want to suck up a whole
2: bunch of data and it's just you and your wife at home yep and you and it so so i i would th- all things being equal, if you're not using it, somebody else is, or Cox's system is not correct. And of course, it's a it's kind of a uh, honor system. We're hoping that they're telling us the consumption we're using is correct. We have, really have no way to prove that we're not, right? So either right. Uh, you you have to make sure your SSID password is not too simple, where your neighbors are getting on and surfing on your dime.
6: Right. <laughs> well. Yeah, I had to, I understand that, but I, I mean, it just seems like it's crazy how fast it went from you know, like, yeah. like it almost it almost doubled from one month to the next, and now it's now it's even getting even higher, you yeah. know. So that's somebody
2: streaming I, it, something.
6: That's why I, I I cut out the the well, it used to be my son's bedroom, but we're we're home alone now, so I been turned into a den, and when she wants to watch something. That I don't I have no use to watch. I go into the back den and I watch what I want to watch. In fact yeah. I put I put a I put an antenna in there so if I want to watch something over the air, I watch it over the air so, so I'm not sucking data.
2: Right. Well you can actually from what I understand configure Roku's to actually have a data saving option. So you may okay. want to turn that on so it kicks in automatically. Or you're leaving you're leaving um the stream running and you don't know that you are. And that could be your problem. If you're still running your stream in the background, um, even though your TVs off for some reason the roku is not turning off and is still streaming the data even though it's not displaying to the screen it could be consuming data your cell phones are going to consume data anything that's on your wireless network is going to consume data um, right. you know your, your music whatever you're streaming so somebody's consuming it and uh... change your ssid password i'm gonna bet somebody else in your neighborhood is on your network Huh? There's if it's no yours, way, not you
6: there's no way to, to find it or to go into something to see if there's anybody else on my
2: network it depends on how smart your router is, so yes, there is. It, it all depends on how smart your router is. So on my router, yes, I can see every device on my network. So sometimes when I have nothing to do on a Saturday morning or whatever, I'll log into my, my router and see what's connected. Um, but if yours is not that smart, then no, you may not be able to tell. And that's okay, why you, you should change those, it. You want
6: one of those w- NVIDIA or whatever net- routers?
2: I have an NVIDIA Shield for my streaming device, but I have a Linksys router.
6: Oh, Winch's router,
2: okay. Yeah.
6: All righty. Well, uh, yeah, I
2: think something's chewing up your data there. Somebody's doing it to you, Bob.
6: <laughs> <laughs> All right,
2: sir. Thank All right, you very much. You. You're welcome.
0: A yep, good, uh, a good uh, router or wireless, wireless yeah. access point will give you the opportunity to go in and see who's connected right. and how much data they're consuming.
2: That's true. Yeah, So, uh, and this is going to be a bigger and bigger problem because now during COVID, everyone was mandated to not increase your prices if data consumption went up now after COVID which has happened already because they're now cranking up our prices even though everyone's saying we're not after COVID it's very confusing uh, they're now seem to be able to bill the heck out of us uh, for for data usage now if you go to a company like GoNetSpeed, they have no data caps flat price no tax no data caps. You can use as much data as you want. Lifetime guarantee. That's the way to save a few bucks on your internet and not be worried. Uh, The way we constantly are with these other broadband companies, they magically just increase your price on you. Hey, wait a minute. And nobody on the TV is telling you, hey, your cox bill went up 40 bucks. (laughs) But Netflix going up two bucks, that's a big deal. We're going to step out for a break here at the top of the hour. Feel free to get online during the news, eight hundred nine six six wtic 522-WTIC. Everything we've talked about has been posted live by Mike G over at computertalkwithtab.com. We'll be right back.
6: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours.